Well, welcome to another episode of Words of Wellness. I'm Dr. Wells, and just another great day to be alive. And today we are talking about an interesting topic that deals with everyone at some point of life, but it's not until you are in your 50s and 60s that you normally think about it, and that is retirement. And today uh, we're going to talk about and get perspective of life before and during retirement ages and stages. And so one thing that we are wanting to know about is can you ever retire? Because some people retire from one thing and go back to working part-time and doing other things as well. And my question is, so if you're retired, then what does that mean and what does that look like from someone that is wanting to get to that age and then you also have different perspectives for those that are bivocational and um, many people are in ministry and also working as well and once you retire from one and then you still have the other are you what we call retired um, with that. And so I want us to go into a little bit of a conversation with that today as well. Um, And so today I'm going to have the pleasure of having a special guest with that. Obviously, I don't know what that looks like. So we're going to take it from someone who has worked over 40 years with the York County Sheriff's Department. Um, in York, South Carolina, lives here in Rock Hill. He has three amazing children. His youngest one is the best and favorite of them all. Um, His name is Joshua, and the special guest is my father, uh, formerly known as Captain Stanley Wells, but also known as Pastor Stanley Wells as well. So if you would greet our audience today. Well, good evening. <laughs> that was quick and Pretty to the point. point. Yeah, buddy. Uh, would you like to say anything to us or for being on the podcast or those that are listening? Well, I first and foremost, thank you for having me on uh, to talk about uh, this subject with retirement because it is something that uh, you're not familiar with because you don't do it but one time. And that's something that um, I did not know what to expect. I just know that I was ready to retire and I had no idea what retirement was all about because you've always heard of retirement and people talk about where we're going to travel, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. That's good if you can, because I think retirement, uh, the perspectives are so different. It just depends on the individual, because what I like to do, what someone else likes to do, could be, it will be totally different, so they will look at retirement totally different than I do. Mm -hmm. Some may be able to travel a lot. Well, as you mentioned, um, even retiring from law enforcement, uh, being in ministry, uh, is still a servant. 
and you're not really retiring. As my wife said, you are retired. I'd be tired all over again because ministry is a full-time job. Gotcha. So we'll go a little bit further into that. But I first wanted to ask you, and you guys know as well, our listeners, the first uh, acronym that we did and it applies to every situation, and that is C. So tell us, now that you are retired, how are you sleeping? I sleep about the same. Um, I will get up in the mornings between 4 and 5, mm. and I'll get up, read, have some devotion. Uh, early on, I've been retired now for five years. And when What time I, do you go to bed? Go to bed, I'll go to bed maybe around 10-ish. Okay. And, yeah, pretty much around 10. And, uh, again, I'll get up, again, between 4 and 5 and start my day. And I think one thing about getting up early, you can get so much accomplished. That's what I've learned. I can get so much accomplished for the first two hours uninterrupted and it just does me well to start off my morning in the word of God and spending time with God and that way I'll be able to function with an open mind and I'll be able to do the things that are needed. So you're getting about from 10 to 4-ish, 5, roughly six and a half hours of sleep a day. Roughly. Roughly. Now, is that including if you go to take a nap before you go to bed? Like, do you doze off on the couch and then go in? I may on some occasions, okay. but that's not a norm to okay. uh, go to sleep or take a nap. I got you. And I say that because that is considered part of that sleeping schedule if it's like back-to-back, back. like if you went to sleep at, say, you dozed off at 9, and then you went right to bed when you woke up at 10 and just finished the rest of your night, that's all considered your night sleep time with it. But if you had went to bed, like dozed off at 7 and then woke up at 8 and then go back to bed till 10, that wouldn't be the same thing. So that is your sleeping, and the second letter, the E, stands for uh, eating. So when you are, since you are retired, do you feel like you get enough calories and food to make it through your day? I get enough food. Um, however, um, depending on the time of year, because during the summer months, I will spend a lot of time outside and working outside, working around the house and in the yard and uh, doing things around the church. And sometimes uh, I'll stop and have a sandwich. But other than that, I will get a snack. I will say uh, something for breakfast, a cup of coffee. And then at, in the evening, uh, we'll have a meal. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much how it runs. 
I may pick up a snack in between a sandwich. It, I just don't have a regiment that I do all the time. It's just whatever the occasion is. Okay. And the last one is exercise. How much exercise do you get in a week? Well, I have my watch, and it tells me about the walking, the steps I take, but um, during the winter months, I will use the elliptica, and man, I tell you, going to the gym was great, but when COVID hit, all that went out the window, and the most exercise I get is outside, working, and what I do, um, and that's pretty much what I do all day long, and I think that helps me for as exercising, and I get sometimes I get on the elliptica. Okay. So the point of the C, sleeping, eating, and exercising, is for our mental health to know making sure that one, your day starts off right by having adequate sleep, um, and then making sure that your mood is stabilized, and at the same time, you look at it different perspectives if you're trying to... Uh, build muscle, if you're trying to lose fat, um, those kind of things play a different role as far as calorie intake um, that you're getting in for yourself. And then your exercise plays another role within that because the exercise also um, has dopamine released into the brain so that you're able to function well um, and that you're able to uh, relieve stress sometimes as well too. And so, and exercise is different for everyone, different forms of exercising, and those things play a huge factor in it. Um, when you were working, did you feel, um, was your sleeping, eating, and exercising any different than what it is now? My, when I was working, I would still get up early, I would go to the gym and do an exercise intentionally. And once I would go to the gym in the mornings, I'd come back home, then get ready for work and go to work. Um, my eating habits were a little more controlled and regimented because of working. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, but now it's, it's not as regimented, but it is, uh, I feel as though I do get enough. I just have to do it at my timing. Mm -hmm. I'm not on a clock per se. Um, but the other element that you're talking about far as mental health and working and exercising I get to, when I was working, I got to exercise my brain a lot based on what I was doing at work, but I found out working outside and working in the yard, doing different tasks, that's a mental release because being outside, 
your mind, I'm able to just concentrate, focus on what I'm doing and meditate on the Word. I mean, it, it has been great for me to be able to just have a free mind to think what to think about and mostly just thinking about the Word of God and, and how it uh, helps me to uh, stay focused and keeps me motivated. Gotcha. Okay. So since being retired, what um, what gets you going each day? Do you have um, certain things that you look forward to um, now that you are retired, or or are you going day by day? What does that look like? Hmm. Because I know from those of us that like we work and. The, our days are um, dependent upon what we got to face that day. And when we know what, who we got to see when we go to work, what we got to put up with, um, the good things, the negative things that are not so good, um, those things we pump and prime ourselves like, oh, we got to conquer this today. Um, how is that on the other side? Well, far as retirement and planning your day, I will say the best part of retirement, I can be real loose in planning my day. I'm more apt to do things impulsively. Um, mm. I don't have to just say I've got a certain hour to do certain things. And however, sometimes I will set a time aside for me to do the different tasks that I want to do because I still have to um, work on things around here and I have a wife that I have to also um, deal with and I don't mean that in a negative way deal with I mean that I have to Work prioritize. on, huh? Prioritize. Pri prioritize. Prioritize. Yes, and it's something that I enjoy doing, mm -hmm. and I know that if I'm not watchful, I can spend all of my time with my wife, and then I don't get nothing else done. Mm -hmm. We just, and it's so good to be able to enjoy that time with your mate because both of us are retired. And I just have to remember when I retired two years before she did, and when she would go to work in the morning, she'd always say, something's wrong with this picture. She going to work and I'm staying home. Oh. <laughs> but it was, uh, it's been fun. It's something new to both of us, and I enjoy it. But I'm still grateful that I don't have to plan so much until maybe preparing, studying the word. Uh, I set that aside and do that. But other than that, I'm kind of free. Okay. Now, you also still pastor um, 
a church in Rock Hill, Mount Zion Church in Kingdom of God. Um, and you're lead pastor there as well. Now that you are not bivocational, have you noticed a difference in being able to shepherd the people that you have on a full-time basis? Being able to shepherd the people? Yeah. Well, I think um, the people in Mount Zion, um, it's kind of like how much shepherding do they need because we have a mature uh, congregation. Um, but for as shepherding, I'm able to respond to any needs. And also, I'm able to um, assist where needed. Mm -hmm. Also, because I'm retired, I can relieve some of the men in the church from having to do their jobs and come and take on tasks at the church. That they volunteer for. Yes, that they volunteer for. Um, but for a shepherding, I think I have more time to shepherd. Mm -hmm. And the best way I would say is that being available when there is a need. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, Joshua, I think most of the time a good shepherd, and I'm learning, but a good shepherd does a lot of shepherding when he instructs in his word and when they are in service, if they will pay attention to the word as it's being given, it helps a lot, and it helps if they follow the uh, leading of the Holy Spirit and the instructions that are given from the pulpit. It, that does a lot, mm. and it helps a lot. Hmm. When you um, are able to give um, all of you as much as you can now, do you feel like you have a time where you're... It's, do you feel as if your recovery time is any different? Do you feel like you recover quicker or um, at the same rate as you did before? As uh, far as recovery, I think I recover pretty much uh, at the same rate. Okay. Um, that's one thing I try to do is not let things stress me out mm -hmm. and my recovery time is easy uh, for me because I try not to burn myself out. Mm. Okay. Um, and when, how long have you been pastoring at Mount Zion? Wow. I've been pastoring at Mount Zion about, I guess, 15 years. 15? Now, that's been lead pastor 15 years. Is that mm -hmm. correct? Now, what about when you were assistant pastoring? How long was that? Wow. When you were with um, Pastor Mary Crosby. 
Oh boy. <laughs> you going back? Uh, I would say somewhere in the neighborhood, uh, 30 plus. 30 plus years. Man, so 30 plus years. And so half of that with with Pastor Mary and roughly the other half was Ben Seniory? Yes. Okay, 36. So that was when I was four. Yeah. <laughs> Good gracious. Okay. Man, 36. You, woo, okay. All right, so that's been a long time mm -hmm. in the pulpit. Doesn't seem like it. Yeah. No, because when she said 30, 36 years, that's a, I didn't think it had been that long total. No. With it, but that's my lifetime. <laughs> All your life. <laughs> okay. Um, and then you came from a pastor, elder with granddaddy. Yes. Uh, within that realm. And so did he ever retire coming out of ministry? No. My father never uh, re well, he did retire at the end of his life here in um, on this earth. Mm -hmm. Daddy um, became ill, and he was not able to uh, continue his role as an elder in the church. Um, but he was. I mean, he was in the ministry 60-plus years, mm -hmm. and he was a, a good man, yeah. uh, a humble man, and a man I respected um, and learned a lot from him, and that is to just trust God with whatever you're dealing with. Issues will come, but just trust him. He'll work things out for you. So he didn't, I think granddad's retirement was almost forced just because of his health. With That's, that. correct. That's correct. Um, but for you, do you see yourself um, at a time or you have a, a number as far as age or years in that you see yourself wanting to come out of ministry as far as lead pastoring? I would, I can say I would, um, I would love to um, maybe um, become more of a consultant or helping mm -hmm. in the ministry. I think um, that's something that I, I'm prayerful about. Because I trust God to lead and to give me wisdom on when. Because I know you don't retire from ministry. Mm -hmm. You just may retire from a position. Mm -hmm. And I know as long as I have my health and as long as I know God is using me in that role, I'll be there. But... I'm just like he put me there, I know he will move me from that position. Mm 
And I trust him to do that. Hmm. What has been your highlight in your first five years of retirement? Learning who I am outside of being on the job because it was in law enforcement and in ministry. I was in law enforcement for so many years, but the latter end, I was in law enforcement and ministry. Mm -hmm. And the highlight of my life is learning who I am without having to be programmed and doing things uh, based on what someone else's needs are. Mm -hmm. I've learned um, how to control how I use my time and make the best of my time Mm -hmm. and realize that time is short. I have been able to enjoy my children, my grandkids, uh, they have been a true highlight in my life because that's something that I just sometimes sit back and ponder on how good God is to see my children, to see my grandkids, and to be able to enjoy them. Now, your grandkids, you got one that's working for the governor's office. You got one that's playing football at Anderson University. And you got two two girl uh, grands that are getting ready to take the basketball world by storm and the sports world by storm. And then you also have um, one that's in second grade and then another one that's all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So that's interesting um, to have all of that. And so my like my final question for you is right in that same realm, um, and that is when it comes to retirement um, and where you are, how do you feel um, that when we say the word legacy and having that going on, because that's not necessarily retirement from the your what you do, but the legacy that when I think retirement, I also think legacy because you've done and you've lived for so long within that. How do you feel that the next step or it's hard to say, but like when you go on, and your legacy is left behind, how do you approach that? Well, you know, Joshua, it's it's not something that me personally, it's not something that I sit down to say, I'm going to do this, uh, concerning my legacy, mm-hmm. I um, I just look at my legacy as being who I am and what I've done and what God has been able to use me to do because in 48 years of law enforcement, mm-hmm. the souls that were saved while in law enforcement, mm-hmm. arresting people and then leading them to Christ, Um, my legacy 
um, I would think has been reaching souls um, either through law enforcement or in just full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I would think my legacy is just being a, a loving husband and a dad and a granddad, and that's the best legacy I think I can leave. Mm-hmm. And what I <clears throat> hope the most of is just to demonstrate Jesus Christ living inside of me so that my kids, grandkids, will follow that pattern. Well, I think you're on the right track. There's no doubt of that. I know, Have you? has anybody ever asked you to run for a city office? They've, uh, I've been approached to run for sheriff. I've been approached to run for uh, some, well, mainly the sheriff, mm-hmm. and that was doing law enforcement time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know people can like you and think you would do a good job, but I can appreciate that, mm-hmm. but I got to know where my calling is because that's, um, to run for an office like that, you have to have a calling on your life because it's such a demand of people. Mm -hmm. And if they elect you in that office, they deserve to have you Mm -hmm. and for you to uh, respond to their needs. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can say I've worked for several sheriffs and I thank God for the ones that I did work for Um, And God put me there for a reason. And one of the other things, we had one sheriff that came down from New York, and he was one to Christ before Mm -hmm. he died. Um, It's been a great opportunity. And I tell you what, the title doesn't make you. It's who God makes you. Because people can have a position, but yet... They don't know you can be less in position, but doing more in the kingdom in that lesser position. Gotcha. So as our viewers know, we close out each session with a prayer towards our target audience of who that is. Um, And so um, if you can... Uh, would you say a prayer for those that are retired? And um, I don't know how you would pray because I'm not retired. I don't know what that would look like. But for those that are looking to be retired or are in there right now and they just um, not necessarily, like you said, you're finding out who you are. Um, in that there's some there's an identity part of that but there's also just realizing that you don't have to do certain things as well and so if you would just say a brief prayer for those that are retired or going towards that lifestyle alrighty um, first I would say before be who you are trust God 
and a good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. So Father, we just thank you right now for the opportunity and we lift up those that are in this category of retiring, thinking of retiring. Father, we just ask that you would give them the wisdom and give them the understanding of what is all required to retire. Lord, give them the wisdom to be financially stable so that they can retire and enjoy their life after their uh, job. Father, we just thank you right now for keeping them in good health with a sound mind so that they may still serve you no matter what uh, position they have, what status they have in life, but to know that you are God and that you are the keeper and you are the source that they need. Father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you all for listening to another episode of Words of Wellness, and we will um, hear from you and also see you again next month. Have a good one.